Hi, I'm Marie Jenkins and welcome to my podcast, The Secret Diary of Marie Jenkins 47+. In our January edition of our Education Week, we've had the fantastic opportunity to interview Judy Chadwick from Worcestershire Lep and Worcestershire County Council. It's absolutely incredible the amount of work that's gone on to providing education and skills to our young people across the county. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at, from a strategic point of view, what the county are proposing for the future of our pupils, and also look into more detail what provided out there in relation to resources for pupils, parents and teachers. Enjoy. So hi everybody, welcome to my interview today for our Education Week and today we've got the wonderful Judy Chadwick with us from Worcestershire Lep. So I shall launch straight into to speaking with Judy this morning. How are you Judy? I'm not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. And so by the time this goes out on the, what, the 12th of January this one goes out people will have well and truly launched into our fantastic new year and hopefully it'll be a better year for for a lot of people yeah it hasn't started out that well though Marie but hopefully by the time this goes out everyone will be into into the into the swing of things and all be homeschooling with a vengeance yes Yes, and that's talking about homeschooling. We're going to touch on a lot about education today, obviously, as it's our education week. So let's start at the beginning, Judy. And can you tell me a bit about who you are and what is it that you do? So my name is Judy Chadwick. As Marie said, I'm, um, I have a dual role. I'm the Director of Skills at Worcestershire Local Enterprise Partnership. And I'm the Skills and Investment Group Manager in Worcestershire County Council. Um, within my uh, within my role in the county council, it's probably easier to describe. I um, I'm the strategic lead for young people who are not in education, employment, and training, um, and I also manage the adult learning and community team and the 16 to 18 traineeship study program team within uh, the Worcestershire LEP. Um, my role is a strategy role. And I essentially work with partners to look at what skills do we need in our economy now and in the future and what programmes can support that need, essentially. So we work with um, employers um, to understand what their needs are. We work with young people, both in school and out of school, to understand, uh, to support them to understand what our employers' needs will be in the future. Um, but also people who are out of work in terms of trying to get them back into work and secure long-term uh, employment for them within our priority sector. Brilliant, brilliant. And we're going to touch on a number of those different things that you've just mentioned in more detail later on. But before we do, I want to know a bit more about Judy, a bit more about the lady behind this sort of high-powered strategic roles really in the county <laughs> so so what was your experience like of school so I um went to school in Buckinghamshire and um in Buckinghamshire you do a 12 plus um well you did back then um and <laughs> um 
I passed my 12 plus. Um, so I went to grammar school. I went to all, an all girls secondary school um, in High Wycombe. Um, and um, I would say initially um, it was a relatively good experience. I was never the brightest in the class in grammar school, but I was okay. Um, I think as I went up the years, um, again, I didn't, my GCSEs were all right, but my A-levels were not fantastic. Um, and part of that really for me was because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Wow. So I very much took subjects that either I thought I was good at or that I thought, oh, that sounds a bit interesting. Yeah. But didn't necessarily have great direction behind them. Um, so I actually did A-levels in home economics, um, sociology, French. Um, yeah, not the best choice. And I'm not really sure at the time kind of what I thought I would do with that. When I left school, um, I um, didn't want to go to university. And I didn't want to go to university, which was... Um, a bit of a shock to my mum and dad at the time because that was kind of the expectation for me but I didn't want to go because I genuinely didn't know what I wanted to do yeah. and the problem for me was I didn't want to spend three years doing something I didn't know I really wanted to do so um I decided to I wanted to get a job so I made an arrangement with my dad that was basically if you get a job by the time your A-level results come out fine if you don't you'll go to university <laughs> um, and I got a job um, so I got a job working um, as a sort of new entrant in a logistics company um, right. and I worked my first job was um, on a in a on a logistics desk um, importing and exporting freight to Paris that's what I did initially so did your A-level French then come in useful? Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> it, it did a little bit. Um, and I think I probably oversold my ability to speak French. Um, <laughs> but it did a little bit. Um, yeah, um, I spoke to, I did initially uh, work quite a lot with um, teams in France. Um, and um, I used my French quite a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, it was useful. Um, what I realized from that logistics experience, um, and I worked in logistics in all kinds, road, air and sea for a few years. And what I realized was I was actually really good at organizing things. Ah. So um, my next sort of, my step from that was really from there into um, project management. Um, and um, I worked in education project management. So I worked doing some of the sort of programs that I now kind of help to make some of the strategic decisions behind. Um, and that's kind of my story, I suppose, as to why I've ended up here. But yeah. what I realized from that experience um, is times have changed. Um, you know, whereas I could get away with my decisions that I made around A-levels, um, unfortunately for young people you can't that's not necessarily an option now um, they need to think through why they're making the decisions they're making because actually HR departments they sift out uh, applications based on certain criteria and some of those can be that you've done certain 
qualifications or you've got certain skills so um that that you know i was lucky in a sense but now young people have to really consider what they're doing and why they're doing it um and where they want it to lead and i suppose my advice you know if i could look back and advise myself yeah, what it would yeah. be would be to do something quite generic or something that had a lot of opportunity because you know plan a whatever plan a might be it might be um can be quite specific but to be able to kind of have something that's got underpinning skills in a number of areas i think is really useful for a lot of young people now yeah and i i totally understand where you're coming from in that regard so i was a head of service and we would have people apply for jobs and i'd be sifting through you know what is now probably hundreds and hundreds of applications for one particular role mm-hmm. and so yeah looking and we do at- it now we do it now we we literally we have you know in the county council we have criteria and if you don't meet that criteria and at some of those criteria are qualifications and if you don't have that qualification then yeah but that doesn't mean that you know I always look at them with my sort of experience and think well yeah but I've read this person's experience and they feel like they could fit so you know we obviously do try to accommodate that but in a lot of environments and when you speak to a lot of employers if you haven't got that qualification yeah you're out the pile yeah there's there's qualifications there's qualifications but also from an like I'm now my own business business owner and if I was looking for appropriate candidates now one of the biggest things I'd be looking at is adaptability and and those softer skills and I think you know across I'm interested to hear what you think about that in relation to soft skills across the board and that actually nicely leads me into my next question is is what do you believe to be the biggest challenge and opportunities for education and and students now when they're looking at what sort of careers options they're going to go into? I mean obviously the biggest challenge right now for education is the impact of Covid Um, you know, young people in year 11 last year and this year and year 13 last year and this year, it's definitely going to be um, challenging for them um, moving forward for a number of reasons. Um, one, because the employment market isn't actually that buoyant at the moment. You know, if you spent your if you spent your um school life I suppose aspiring to work in a certain industry and that industry at the moment doesn't exist then then that's going to be really difficult for you um and as you know as I said what's your plan b what's your transferable skill what can you um you think about that but um I think the other um the other challenge that we all face um and actually it's probably more of a challenge for some of us older folk than younger folk is actually the impact of COVID in terms of digitalization. So um, what IT skills have you got and how can you demonstrate those? Um, because I'm not, I don't think 
a lot of them, you know, obviously there's the technical IT side where there's a lot of need in that area in terms of employment, but there's also the need to, to be able to effectively communicate using IT platforms, whether that's to be able to communicate like I am with here with Marie um, on, on a Zoom platform and have a conversation, or whether that's to be able to effectively type an email where people understand what it is that you're saying and um, understand what you might want. Um, or whether that's to be able to do a remote presentation. Um, Digitalisation has brought the need for, as you've said, the softer skills. Um, and for me, those are about not just how you communicate um, and what you're communicating and, and I suppose how effectively you're communicating. Yeah. Um, that, so, but I think also, you know, for a lot of our businesses, the challenge is they don't necessarily have the skills around how they sell products online and yeah. how they themselves socially, uh, socially, socially market, socially, digitally market their businesses. And actually, there's a real opportunity for a lot of our young people there to use the skills that they have in their day to day lives in terms of communicating with their friends and applying those to a business setting. So um, we know our current kickstart program that we've um, that we've uh, started with DWP a lot of the positions that companies have approached us for are actually looking at having a young person into their business for six months to support them to introduce social media um, because they might be doing it but they might not really have enough time to do it and it is social media can be a full-time job really well this is a full-time job for people um, it's a full-time job for us on LinkedIn and Twitter <laughs> and everything else so um, you know if you're a small business it's, it would be really helpful to kind of help promote your business at this time um, and I think more and more moving forward people aren't going to fall out of the habit of buying online yeah um, absolutely it is easier I think it's different though isn't it I mean I, I think young people they're used to using these platforms, but it's learning the skills to use them for a business setting. Um, so, so it's great that they've got the digital confidence, but more it's about using it appropriately to help support the business aims, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they're, um, so we, in my adult learning team, we've had a number of digital marketing apprentices um, and they're fantastic in terms of the presentation and the ideas but what we find is that they're very good at communicating via social media but not yeah. necessarily marketing and there's a very distinct difference absolutely so don't tell me what it is I can do tell me why I want to do it why do yeah. I want to buy that so we often have to do quite a lot of work with our young people to kind of that's the business context it's not not just tell me about it it's tell me why I want it yeah. um so yeah I think that's the that's the skill for them to learn but we yeah. as businesses can help them learn that bit absolutely and they can bring the digital skills that they have and um I think it's a good mix absolutely fantastic I think it's a great mix so so what positive support is available to schools to help them so you've mentioned you know we're in January we're in lockdown number of schools have closed uh, there's moving towards more remote remote working I mean what support both from a teacher's perspective 
uh, and also from a pupil's perspective, because you, you, you're a mom with two young children <laughs> and, and juggling these different aspects. So it's great that you've got those both hats, really. Um, so, yeah, what, what positive supports available? Um, so I suppose this, <laughs> a, a couple of things. Um, I mean, what I would say is Worcestershire is a really good place to be educated at secondary level I mean I might say that but the reason um because I'm probably a little bit biased but the reason I'm biased is because our secondary schools and our educational establishments in terms of further education uh, special educational needs schools and people referral units have really stepped up to the challenge of um working around supporting the careers activity um we are um I think I think currently something like third uh, third highest ranked in the country in terms of an area um, meeting its obligations towards young people around careers. Um, we have a huge amount of resources that we can give to schools and to young people. Um, so we've spent probably since March developing um, well over 100 different resources that schools can send out virtually to young people to help them think about their next steps there, whether it's um, their post-16 choices or their GCSE choices or uh, careers in engineering, whatever it might be. We've got lots of resources that can support that and that's available to any school or any teacher. Um, in terms of parents, um, we have, and young people themselves, we've got a website called Skills for Worcestershire, and it's a number four, um, and that has a number of resources on there, um, and what we've tried to do is put all things into one place, um, where you can kind of go and research future careers, um, and, and look at kind of where you can go to do college courses, what colleges around, um, uh, look at higher education choices, etc. Um, the other thing is that we have a helpline called um, Worcestershire Careers, and um, any 15 to 24 year old can ring that helpline um, and or their parents. We don't have any issue if their parents want to call us to talk to a qualified careers advisor um, about next steps. I mean, right now, obviously in lockdown, a lot of young people will have come out of Christmas thinking about GCSE choices, thinking about um, what are they going to do when after at the end of year 11, the end of year 13. Um, and if they want help and support just to talk through those choices, then, you know, give that helpline a call. Um, we also have Worcestershire Apprenticeships. So Worcestershire Apprenticeships was set up to give advice and support to both employers and young people and parents on um, apprentices. Um, I think there's a bit of a, people think there's not many apprenticeship opportunities out there right now. Actually, there are. Um, we've got a lot of businesses bringing them forward. Um, we would definitely went through a bit of a dip, but it is um, coming back. Um, people are thinking about the future. So again, if um, people need help and support to access apprenticeships, um, to support with applications, etc., then give the Worcestershire Apprenticeship team a call. Um, we've got a helpline, but also a website attached to that. So yeah, there, there's a lot of support for young people, um, for employers as well. So through our Worcestershire Business Central Growth Hub, you can get advice and support about A, taking on apprentices, B, uh, the Kickstart programme, but also other programmes that we have in the county to support employers. Um, so we've got 
lots, lots at the moment in Worcestershire to support people. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I live in Worcestershire and, and I've got the privilege of being an enterprise advisor as part of the careers and enterprise company. And it's just phenomenal the amount of support that's out there. Um, and, and what I've been especially delighted with is the way that people have responded to moving to being more digital and online and you know I've done I've done virtual mock interviews with schools in the county I've just recorded something for a virtual careers fair so it's really encouraging that you know Worcestershire as a county is really sort of picking up on you know how can they provide the resources they need to to support and try and sort of maintain levels of education which I think you know we're really fortunate in the county and you've just given what three four different examples of websites and phone numbers which I shall include actually Judy if that's okay on on the various platforms that I'm going to post that so that people can go and take a look for themselves and look a bit more detail at those resources so thank you very much for sharing that so in relation to Worcestershire then as we're talking about that what's the vision for the future of Worcestershire business economy and this is quite a big question because you know what skills should pupils or students at sort of say you know the heart of Worcestershire College and that be looking to obtain while they're in education? So there's a bit of two questions there, really. Um, so if you, I mean, in general terms, what I would say is that it's not just about gaining those skills, but it's also about understanding when you've gained those skills so that at a point in time, you can give, um, in, you can give examples of um, the skills that you've gained. So communication, as we've already talked about, um, you know, being able to communicate face-to-face, -face, virtually, um, is really important. Um, you know, I know for some people that can be incredibly nerve-wracking, especially in like your first job environment. Um, but, you know, I used to work in sales and I used to, um, my sort of like little motto to myself would be, when I'm having a bad day, act. Um, and I could put it on. Um, so, you know, if I was, if the, if it was, you know, I don't know what would have happened that was terrible, but um, I could literally turn up at my sales appointment and, you know, put a smile on my face and just go for it for 20 minutes and um, walk out the door and go, hmm. Um, and I think there's, you know, we really need to learn that. That's a skill young people can learn really well. Just, um, but I think, People need to work as a team. Um, so again, what examples have young people got of team working where they've done exercises within groups that they can demonstrate and actually what in their own personal lives. So, you know, things like playing sports um, demonstrate really well your ability to work in a team, yeah. um, as well as things like um, Young Enterprise, for instance. Um, young Enterprise obviously is a great example of doing different roles within a team and, um, you know, collating uh, solving problems together as a team um so definitely something i would um suggest people consider doing uh, um, what, what is young enterprise judy uh so young enterprise is a national organization and um, they work through schools but they 
also can you can um, look at their um, you can approach them directly yourself. Um, Young Enterprise, we support a number of teams through schools to set up small businesses. Um, they're given a small sum of money, and then from that money, they have to grow their business. Um, so quite often it starts out and they might make something and then sell that to the public. Um, obviously quite challenging at the moment, but um, in normal times, that's how it would work. And then um, over time, they come up with a business concept, a business idea, and then they sell that uh, for a period of time. Um, they all have different so it's a group of individuals they'll all have different roles so you have someone who's responsible for finance someone who's responsible for production someone who's the overall lead within the business and it's good you know it gives you some really nice experience you might actually do it and go oh I never want to do finance in my life well that's actually a really positive experience because you might realize it's you know it's not what you want to study at university for three years having done young enterprise um, <laughs> but also you might realize that you're really good at it um, I think if I'd have done uh, Young Enterprise when I was younger, I would have realised I was really good at organising things um, yeah. and come to that conclusion before. Yeah. Um, but also for me, I think one of the skills that's really important is flexibility. Um, and I don't necessarily know how you, uh, it's hard to demonstrate, I think, but if you can show you're adaptable as a person and you're able to, um, you know, COVID for, for example you know people have had to be really adaptable um, and if you're able to demonstrate that through the apprenticeships that you've done through your college course that you you know you've gone to college and then you switched to remote learning and how you how you made that change and what you did towards that I think that's a really good skill um, and then I suppose you asked about the vision for Worcestershire's economy um, even before COVID what we would have said is that Worcestershire is a high dominance of manufacturing um, and despite Covid and the effect on manufacturing um, you know we will still have that. Um, manufacturing is an area where we need traditional engineers but we also need IT skills, um, we need technical IT people and with the way of the world and everything that we know, including the impact of COVID, you know, that digitalization agenda is going to be so much greater um, that certainly if that is an area where if you have skills in that area, I would really encourage you to pursue them. Um, yeah. Yes, you, you've covered loads there. Absolutely. Loads. I mean, for me, I mean, I find, you know, young enterprise, you say about, you know, in, in normal times or pre pre COVID, that it was face to face, but actually, it's a really fantastic opportunity for young enterprise now to actually replicate what's actually happening out there in industry. So you know, selling online and things like that is something that you know us as consumers are sort of doing very much so. So if anything, young enterprise at the moment is is, is a fantastic opportunity for the pupils to put their skills to the test. Young, part of Young Enterprise is um, is to set up, um, not just to set up the business and to sell face-to-face, -face, but they also, a lot of them do have, um, they have to set up a web-based um, uh. a web-based organisation as well. So they have to set up a website um, and some of them, and I remember a couple of years ago, um, there was an, 
a team from a school in Melbourne who um, were the first ones that I'd seen who set up an Etsy account and oh, actually right. sold their book on Etsy um, and had had quite a few, not hundreds, but had had quite a few sales of this book that they had made. Um, I bought the book on Etsy afterwards because I was <laughs> by it. Um, the, yeah, the, uh, for me, Young Enterprise is fantastic. But yeah. the only issue is, is that when I go along to the finals, I end up spending a lot of money on the Young Enterprise products because I'm so impressed by them. The ideas that, that young people come up with are phenomenal. Um, last year, we supported a... Uh, we we supported a team from Worcester Sixth Form who came up with what was essentially a toy for young children that helped them to consider how they were feeling. Um, I mean, my son's got one um, and um, they basically, you put in the the mouth of the monster um, little balls and then your parent could kind of have, or your carer um, could have a look and see what ball you'd put in there and it might help a conversation come forward yeah so if yeah you put the worry ball into the monster then you could have a conversation with with your parents about that ah. um, and uh they they did really well they went to the nationals um and uh i think they won an award for the i want to say the operations director won an award nationally um and yeah we that it was such a good product they were trying uh, to launch it as a business so i don't quite know what the update is on that but very very in tune with sort of the current climate as well from from what you've said in relation to sort of mental health and people being in tune with their emotions and uh, yeah that sounds fantastic and they mm-hmm. and they won did they yeah, they won Worcestershire. Um, they went to the Nationals as well. Um, and I think they won They won the West Midlands and then they went wow. to the Nationals. Um, and yeah, I'm trying, definitely one of the senior team won an award at the Nationals. Um, but they didn't over, well, unfortunately, they didn't win overall. But um, yeah. yeah, last, we spoke to them afterwards because we were trying to help them to kind of launch the product into it'd be a great resource just for schools really Absolutely. so for primary school for a family support worker <clears throat> to have one of these little toys and say well you know put the ball in to tell me how you're feeling it just starts that conversation in an easier way I think yeah, um, it's yeah. A, it sounds similar to something that I, I'm aware of Wendy from Mood Stars she does something similar but for primary primary school children and it's about it's about people recognizing what their emotional state are. But anyway, we 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 digress. <laughs> but okay. it's very interesting. It's very interesting all the same. So that sounds very rewarding to me. Um, but can you tell me, you know, based on your role within the LEP and your role within the county council, what what's the most rewarding aspect of your your various roles? Um. <laughs> I suppose it's it is seeing the output of what you do. The challenge when you work in skills is it's actually really hard to see the output of what you do. Um, you know, a lot of time it's just a figure on a piece of paper or it's an indicator that shows results have gone up or gone down. Um, so you don't often get to kind of see what that can mean. So for me, I suppose if I had to pick a couple of things that I was sort of show um the work 
One would be um, Worcestershire Skills Show. Um, obviously, we ran we run the Worcestershire Skills Show um, every March for the last few years. Unfortunately, not in 2021, but um, we do hope to get back to it um, as soon as we're able to. Um, and at the Worcestershire Skills Show, we kind of had around um, 5,000 young people come from years eight upwards. Um, and we kind of expose them to Worcestershire's employers. Really proud of that event. Um, I mean, it, it's a very busy day, as you know, Marie, and um, I mean, a bit chaotic at times, but, um, you know, it really gets young people thinking about careers. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm really proud of that piece of work. Um, and I think the, the other um, thing would be I am really proud of a number of my team particularly those that started with us as apprentices I've got one and if she ever sees this she'll be really embarrassed but um, <laughs> I've got one team member and she started with us as a business administration apprentice um, and um, she she's 23 currently um, and um I firmly believe we should practice what we preach. So we talk about businesses taking on apprentices and uh, following their apprenticeships. So we took her on as a business support officer following her role as an apprentice. She's still a business support officer, but she's worked across various um, projects. She's worked on education skills funding agency programs, on uh, department of work and pension programs. And she is absolutely capable of being a project manager. Um, she, lacks a bit of confidence um, in that sense, but um, she's currently, we've just enrolled her on a project management apprentice, apprenticeship to try and kind of give her that confidence to take the next step. Um, but for me, I suppose my most rewarding thing is, is seeing the young people that I see go through those programmes grow. Um, and um, I'm not gonna name her, but she would be a really good example <laughs> of that. Oh, that's lovely. And I'm so pleased that you touched on the skills show there, Judy, because I, I exhibited there with Ian Clubley from Ian Clubley Consultancy. Um, and you alluded in the online Worcestershire conference um, that it's still <laughs> sort of there. So we might see it in some sort of guys. In, will it be this year, maybe, or next? Yeah, we're hoping to come out with something this year. I think um, we thought about doing a virtual skills show, but um, we've seen a few uh, virtual skills show happen uh, or similar type of things happen. And, you know, they're not actually, I don't think they work that successfully for the young people. Um, so we're looking at something different and we are working on it. Um, hopefully we'll be kind of coming out with something um, if I said the summer that would probably be early but we're um, looking certainly for the next academic year to put something in place that will be able to be utilised within the schools at all times that um, would highlight a lot of the industries of Worcestershire and the organisations within Worcestershire both big and small so something a little bit different but like a, a a sort of virtual skill show on a different basis. So oh. watch this space, Marie. Watch this space. I'm not going to tell. <laughs> that does sound very exciting, and how lovely to hear about your young apprenticeship. Um, that's actually it's like a, a Judy in the making, but obviously yeah. with her own twist. So uh, it'll be interesting. I think to she'll see. be. I think she'll be better than me. 
Oh, <laughs> how fantastic to support the apprenticeships as well. That's something that Worcester's really good at, really good at. Well, it's been fantastic to talk to you today, Judy, and we've covered lots and lots. And it's great to have the opportunity to learn more about you as well. <laughs> so thank you very much, Judy. If people want to get in touch with you, how, how do they reach out? Um, I mean, the best way is probably email. So my email address is jchadwick, C-H-A-D-W-I-C-K, at worcestershire.gov.uk. Um, I'm also, I'm on LinkedIn um, and I'm also on Twitter. So at Judy Chadwick um, and you will find me. Ah, oh, fabulous, fabulous. And as people, as you've already alluded to about digital digitising, you know, using those various platforms, you're already there. You're leading the oh, way. Wow. It's, it's not my favourite thing, I have to admit, Marie, um, because it, it, it tends to be an extension of your job, doesn't it, in the evenings? So I'm, I'm not the best at doing it, but I do try. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining me today, Judy, and sharing a bit about all the wonderful things that happen across the county. And thanks largely to what you do from a strategic level. So, so all credit to you as well and the rest of the guys at the yeah. lab in the county. Thank you. Um, so, and, you know, it's great to have feedback, but um, I suppose what I would want to say is we don't do it alone we do it with a lot of other people both not just our education partners so our schools and our colleges and our higher education partners but also we can't do it without the likes of you Marie so people who um, step forward and support us um, in terms of giving their time to do um, work with schools um, that's the way that we're going to grow the economy of Worcestershire through its people and we have to help our young people to know um, what's the right career for them and we couldn't do that without yourselves so thank you very much. It's, it's a big team effort. Oh huge team effort, huge. <laughs> so thank you very much Judy. Thank you. Okay bye. Bye.